we see the value of having innovative products with IP that no one else can have, that's a really unique opportunity. And that's a really great way to differentiate because a lot of these MSOs don't have the brand differentiation like a Cookies has, for example. If I were to mention some of these MSOs, you probably couldn't name individual brands they have underneath their umbrella. So being able to have something that can scale nationwide or even globally because it doesn't touch the plant at its roots, at its core, you are then having an opportunity to do something that most folks aren't doing. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are joined by Michael Shear, the founder of Higher Celebrations, the maker of birthdays. Michael, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again. It's been a few years and it's, it's great to be back on, so thank you. Well, it has been a few years. I We spoke before we jumped on, but... The last time you were here was in it was in late January, early February of 2020, and a few things have happened since we last spoke. Um, the good news is that birthdays and high celebrations continue to take celebrations to new heights right off your websites. And for our listeners that missed missed you three years ago, I, I thought a good place to start would be just explain to everybody what a birthday is. Perfect. Excellent. So Higher Celebration is, is our parent company, and the goal is to make novelty gifts for uh, the adult cannabis market. And we launched the birthday, the joint for your birthday, as our flagship product because everybody has a birthday. And, you know, working on the, the other products for your anniversary, for Thanksgiving, other holidays, things of that sort. But in short, the birthday is a proprietary cone and crutch with a widget on top that has a candle, a real candle. You lay on fire, you sing happy birthday, you blow the candle out, you take the top off, and then the actual cone sits in a little cup with a steak on it so it goes into your cake. You don't get any frosting on the bottom or wax on the top, and it's the, the birthday. So I like to be punny. I may not be the smartest guy in a room, but often I'm the punniest, so I'll take that as a, as a win. I love it. I love it. When we were here last, and what you just said was it's 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 – it's it's just a cone, but that but you've evolved from just the cone. In the state of Massachusetts, for instance, if you want your birthday to come ready to go, it's now legal. Explain how you pulled that off. Awesome, yeah. So, I'd like to say, you know, the goal was to have your cake and smoke it too, and now <laughs> we made it easier. So, in, in Massachusetts, we we're fortunate enough to sign an exclusive agreement with Northeast Alternatives, and they are a um, fully vertically integrated producer cultivator and uh, they have a dispensary which sees over a thousand people a day but they also distribute their products which are you know very versatile innovative to over 150 dispensaries in massachusetts so they came to us with a proposal and we decided hey you know what we learned in the pandemic that the products can sell empty on amazon and head shops but in order to see true recurring revenue we need to fill it because the reason there are billions of dollars of pre-rolls sold every year is because they are pre-rolled they're easy they're grab and go and so by leveraging all the data that we have around birthdays and, and things of that sort, you can offer people a discounted birthday or you know get people while they're in line waiting. Are you celebrating? This is a great way to upsell someone 10 to $20 or even get them back in the store for an extra time per, per year. And so those, those are kind of the opportunities that we saw with a filled birthday. And they can just grab it, put on their cake, light it, and enjoy. So it's we were very lucky, and this is a, an amazing model that we've been trying to figure out the best way to do it, and we're excited to scale this from state to state. So we're already in talks with a few other states to license this IP, 
uh, for these other producers, MSOs, vertically integrated you know, providers across the country to uh, license our intellectual property, fill the birthday with their flower and go from there. And from there, we have other products that they can do as well. So right now, it's that goal is, is getting people to appreciate the birthday as, as a way to augment the experience of the customer and help them drive more revenue per, per visit. Oh, it seems like a perfect collaboration because you're filling some a need that different state operators need, and they're helping you because you you know you can't for our, our listeners know this, but it doesn't re, it, it bears repeating is that you can't ship the product from state to state. Right. So this helps you in that, and that you don't have to have like satellites in every state. You can just send the empty cones, let them do the filling. You probably can't talk about this, but it just seems like, wow, if it's working this well in Massachusetts, you probably already teed up a bunch of other states. And you don't have to say it if you do, you do, but I suspect that there will be opportunity to partner up with other people. Yeah, correct. And and, and we're in talks with a few of the players, and you can name the Nevada, you'll probably guess who it is, you know, or a couple mm-hmm. of them. California, a few of the larger cultivators and brands do co-branded assets and things of that sort. So I can make custom cones because I'm direct to the factories. I don't own a factory that makes cones, but I'm direct to to the manufacturers overseas. And it's it's an opportunity to to scale. And the goal is to have recurring revenue so we can raise a proper Series A, so I can launch the other 20, 30 products I want to launch and grow this like, like it should grow. And the pandemic was tough because... A lot of the head shops, tobacco stores we were selling in closed down. So that you know took our revenue down substantially. Had to pivot and sell PPE, gloves, sanitizer, and masks to keep the lights on and pay my vendors and employees. And it worked. I mean, it wasn't glorious. It wasn't rolling in the dough like some of these folks were with massive PPE deals. And we weren't plant touching, so we were not considered essential. And now we are plant touching. So that is something that is what we learned during the pandemic. And, and we're excited to grow that across the states. But yeah, no, other states, if you know people want to connect with us, we're, we're not papered on any other state just yet. We have talks with other states for sure, but really excited to grow this model and, and give, you know, depending on the size of the state, one, two or three licenses or even exclusivity if the, if the orders are big enough, the POs are large enough in each state for people to have a differentiated opportunity to, to offer something to, to their customers and patients. It seems like a perfect way for you to launch new products, too. If you have this network that you're working with, of, 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 I mean, you say partners for lack of a better word, in different states throughout the country, you said you have a pipeline of, of products that are just waiting to go. If you already have the shelf space with these different places, that seems automatic. So wet or whistle, what are some of the other products that might come out in the future? Well, yeah, so be high level because some of them are, I'm waiting to file IP for a little bit, but essentially... You know, the idea of giftable cannabis, or I call it giftabis. We want to have, whether it's empty or filled, kiosks in every every dispensary that can have the ancillary products or filled products. Ancillary, obviously, you can then not have a 280 e-hit on, on your, your balance sheets or your books, so you can actually increase revenue without dealing with the 280 e-issues. Uh, so that's nice. one opportunity for an empty product. But obviously, on the other side... Just the idea of looking at your know, anniversary, Thanksgiving, and all the holidays, other events. I have so many products for the holidays, for Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's. Even our, our patent we filed covers sparklers. One of them covers an edible. So being able to, for folks who don't want to smoke, okay, we can still have a birthday or a novelty gift to this product that's non-combustible. And so the roadmap of innovation is, is fascinating. We have things that 
I've never seen in a dispensary. I've never seen, I've only dreamt them up. And I have, I'm having some engineers kind of design them for our roadmap for our, for our deck when we start to go raise a series A here soon. But yeah, the, the goal is, is, is kind of sell that hopium of what we can build based upon what we already have built. And that's something that's pretty exciting for us. And, you know, finding those partners that we can trust and grow with is, I don't, I don't want to go find a, a partner for this product, a partner for that product. I'd love to have one or two or three or, you know, in each state that believes in, in what we're doing. And I mean, I think the ultimate opportunity is, is twofold. One is you raise a bunch of money and you keep yourself growing, or you find an MSO or a strategic that wants to roll you up, that wants to bring you in and say, hey, we're going to have you be head of innovation or something down the road and, and, and buy the, you know, a successful chunk of my yeah. company. I'm open to whatever because you know, if I were stuck in the mud saying, I have to have this, then I would be you know, potentially stagnating my opportunities. But if a, if a big MSO says, hey, we see the value of having innovative products with IP that no one else can have, that's a really unique opportunity. And that's a really great way to differentiate because a lot of these MSOs don't have the brand differentiation like a Cookies has, for example. If I were to mention some of these MSOs, you probably couldn't name individual right. brands they have underneath their umbrella. So being able to have something that can scale nationwide or even globally because it doesn't touch the plant at its roots, at its core, you are then having an opportunity to do something that most folks aren't doing. I want to jump ahead because I know we're going to be cutting it close on time, but it seems like the key to this is A, A with the distribution, which I think you're tackling, and then B would be the next thing would be getting the word out. And I suspect yeah. that the combination of a national marketing campaign that's consistent is an expensive proposition. You mentioned that you're, you're going to be raising money at Series A. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, it's slightly premature, but I just know based upon what I needed and didn't realize I needed from a standpoint of marketing budget and also understanding next hires, I forecasted, okay, let's say I want to raise a million on a 10 pre or something like that sort, you know, between seven to 10, which is why I want the recurring revenue and to have two or three states under our belt. I need to justify it. I'm not going to go out and, and try to say, hey, we can do all these things. And the birth J again is one product. If that can open the door and be that kind of catalyst to showcase how the recurring revenue models can work as a filled product by licensing our IP out there, then not are we an, only an IP play, we're, you know, the branding, product development, package design play, which I think on the last call we, you know, talked about a few years ago, I, I cut my teeth in, in branding and, and product development, both getting my MBA at Babson for entrepreneurship, but then taking a job at a packaging company where I was hired to build their cannabis division out. And they had done packaging for, you know, Vera Wang, Bloomingdale's, Macy's, and the, and, and the like, and they didn't know about cannabis. So I got to learn through those two experiences of how to build brands and actually produce them, build a supply chain. So I bring that on top of the IP play. And it's, I, I think those combined with some recurring revenue can really justify a larger raise at a higher valuation. Well, and I think we talk about, I talk to a lot of investors and I ask them what are the things, some of the things that they're looking for. And in addition, all of everything that you mentioned, they're always talking about brands. They're like, you know, we'd like to see, we'd love to see a strong brand. And as you mentioned, there aren't a lot of strong brands in you've carved out your own little piece of the pie here. It's a strong brand, whether it's Bert Jays or <laughs> all the, the, the thousand other puns that you're going to come up with <laughs> there. That's effective. And, and all, all underneath this one umbrella, that's everything that they're looking for. So I, I'll have to make sure that I have your, the links to, to Bert Jays, to, 
higher celebrations, everything in the show notes. So, you know, if anybody's out there that's listening right now and says, hey, that's a company I want to invest in, or hey, that's a company that I w- wouldn't mind partnering up with, somebody from Michael's team will definitely be there. So was there anything I left out that we needed to touch on? Any of your products that you want to highlight before we say goodbye? I could talk for days, obviously, <laughs> 10 minutes of the challenge. And it's funny because a couple of years ago, I couldn't market in certain ways. I couldn't get into, you know, Hot Topic, for example. They love the product, but like we don't do ancillary cannabis stuff. We do too much paraphernalia. So I uh, took some of the IP and filed again, and I, I've created like a shot glass for celebrations called the Hot Shot, which is a really unique proprietary shot glass with a big candle on it and a top that, you know, stops from sloshing the alcohol or dripping wax in there. So the idea of innovation around a challenge that was brought to us creates opportunity in somewhere else. Now, that's not cannabis, obviously, but the idea is creating more products around adult celebrations. Yeah, we're excited. I mean, the, the, the higher celebrations line is going to keep growing, and whether it's through innovation or through acquisition, you know, those, those are the two ways we can really grow the, the product line. And so we're excited to see what happens the next you know, six to 12 months around that and around the raise and around the re- recurring revenue that we're hoping we'll get from these state-by-state opportunities. But I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.